Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Oh, or was yeah. I supposed to act that out? Hello and welcome to the China Shop. Folks, I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Oh, doing good. No more Jersey Shore. Things have finally <laughs> gone the right direction. Vengeance will soon be mine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Jersey Shore is a award-winning program that children <laughs> should watch to learn life skills. What not to do? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, folks, we're so glad you're here. Come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We are all here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. I could be doing better on cutting my losses, but we'll get to that later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Always could do better. Yeah, always, always. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on FinancialNeptitude.com. We've got several beginning trading episodes and investing episodes there to give a listen to. We'll have links in the episode description. But uh, our favorite place to be is definitely on the Discord server. Kyle and I get on there all the time, every day, posting charts, talking news. It's just a really awesome place to be. And Kyle, what uh, when they join that server, what, what should they do? They should send us an email with the shipping or mailing address, and we can send them their choice now. Ooh. Smash it yourself mug or a get smashed yourself shot glass. I got smashed in the shop. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's, it's really fun on that, on that server. We're, we're really glad you're all here. It's a lot of fun, and it's always better with friends. So good on you. You made the right choice. Keep on listening. It's got, we got a great <laughs> show for you today. Kyle, uh, what sort of show news we have happening? I know we just missed a change bridge. They had to postpone. Yeah, still trying to get them rescheduled, waiting for them to get a resolution from their compliance department. Yeah. Uh, coming up, uh, end of month, we've got George Papazov. Yes, the return of <laughs> Papa George. <laughs> and hopefully getting his, uh, his theme song. Have you made some progress on that? Oh, no, that is on my, my, it is my only thing on my to-do list for tomorrow. Excellent. I have the day off, and uh, Jen's out of town, and I have nothing to do but work on that song. So, it's uh, happening. Uh, then after that, we've got Chris Mamula. Mamula. Mamula? The retirement guru. Yes. The person I should yeah. have spoken with before. <laughs> plunging off of, <laughs> into the deep end. Before we start trying to pronounce his difficult name. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that difficult. Oh yes, yes. You should have spoken to him before you you left your job to yeah, that's be a full time I mean. trader. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't retire yet. 
you're not retired. You're you're working a new job yeah. for yourself. Yes. Kind of feels like retirement. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Like I never had that experience where they're just like excited for the day to start. Like I actually don't really care for the weekends as much anymore. Other than doing the show, which I still enjoy doing. Other than but without the markets being uh, open, it's like uh, I have no direction. <laughs> I'm so I'm so jealous. Uh, I've not been adjusting well to my new work life uh, in terms of getting things done on trading and growing myself as a trader for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely have to make some adjustments. Might, but we'll get to that in, when we when we talk about uh, our trading and investments later in the episode. But for now, I'd like to let every wonderful, beautiful listener out there know. We have got just such a glamorous, shining, mythical... No, these are all the same adjectives. Kyle, give me some new adjectives. What are the three things that this show is? Uh, Wet. um, Oh. Encouraging. Oh, yes. I like where we're going. And throbbing. A wet, (laughs) encouraging, throbbing show for you folks. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm getting a little excited. First Jersey Shore, now Mad Libs. (laughs) We got a lot of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than a robot eating 0111000001101001. I can't do ASCII conversions in my head. Yeah, me me neither. (laughs) That one was for all the AI listeners. All right. Okay. Let's move on. Trying to broaden the market base to include robots, Kyle. Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, So, folks, please, we love it. Just reach out to us. Your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, they just make our day every time. Uh, if you're old school, you can send us an email to bulls at com. That's the number two, bulls at com. Or you can give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you made. Maybe you were raised in a bomb shelter that your parents stuck you in nice. when you were a kid Got because it. they thought the world blew up. <laughs> and now you're out looking for a girlfriend, finding out that there's no nuclear apocalypse. Who's the star of that? Brendan? 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 Brendan Fraser? Fraser? It was Fraser. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Capital of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I believe we got to talk about some bet results. Oh, yes. I think we do. It's coming my new favorite segment. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 growing a little cold on it. I think I think we should just uh we should abandon it. Um maybe next month. Maybe next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Another week has ended. Another month has ended. So there are impending consequences. Dear listeners, I didn't calculate my total because I had eBay and I had to get to over $75 a share to beat Kyle and I did not. Even though eBay hit five days in a row of 52-week highs, mm-hmm. oh, they turned around on Friday and they dipped down and I just couldn't get there. Yeah, it was just enough to, to ruin the call, my spite call that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one you bought to ensure that if I at least won the bet, you won money? Yeah, I at least would have walked away with about 600 bucks. <laughs> like, ah, okay, this way I could be happy either way. God, can I just pay you 600 bucks and win the bet? No. No, no, no. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. What I have planned is far more valuable than 600 measly dollars. I would say so. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, so I had Ford, but it immediately stopped me out like on the first day. We went from 1520 yes. down to 15. So <laughs> like my total is... The first hour? 
856 down to 844.74. What did you uh, end up with? Um, I did make a couple bucks a share. Uh, so I think I ended up like 780-ish. Like I said, I didn't do the hard math. All right, so we still smoked random. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ran- yeah. Random was uh, Groupon, G-R-P-N, opened at 45.78, went all the way down to 43.16, which took uh, random from 442.50 down to 417.45. So, yes. Wow. Killed, killed random. And hopefully that's a trend that continues. <laughs> There's, there's always the chance that random gets one lucky stock that just shoots up 40%. Now, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I I do feel good. Even though I lost the bet, I feel good about having a month where I ended with over a 50% gain. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> no. It probably would have been enough to win most months. Right. Right. Oh, just not this one. Nope. And then and and then we only picked we each only picked A and C once, so that kind of canceled each other out. So I really think it was your yep. BlackBerry pick that uh, pushed you over the edge. Yeah, that was the one that I uh, that was my outside the box thinking. Yeah, I was really proud of that pick. Yeah, well, one of the bet. Stay tuned to the month in review. <laughs> Let Dan sweat a little bit. Yeah, uh, Kyle's gonna be giving me some consequences. Oh boy, howdy! After oh boy, four weeks of watching fucking Jersey Shore, yeah, you're gonna eat one in this. Yeah, <laughs> I I offered Kyle yesterday my sincere apologies when I tuned in and watched the, the his last episode with him. I I really did grow very sad that I had put him through that. Like it it's a, it's punishment. Oh my god, if you're not into reality TV, holy shit, that's pain. I was wondering why you kept asking me about the plot synopsis, and I was like, "Yes." Now you understand that's a nonsensical question. It's, you might as well ask me what the color green tastes like. <laughs> but Kyle, how does green taste? Taste green. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kyle told told us everything that happened in the episode. I'm like, "Yeah, but what's the plot?" And he's like, "I just fucking told you everything that happens." Like this. <laughs> As far as I could tell, the plot is, here's a bunch of young people. They're going to fight, they're going to fuck. And they're going to drink. And they're going to drink. And then we're just going to put a little filler in between to make them seem like they have normal lives. Like, here's their job, here's their family. Yeah. Anyway, Jersey Shore is over. It is done. We are moving on. Okay. All right. Time to get some news going? Yeah. All right. Well, we all know why we're listening today. What should we lead off with? There's so many good stories. Uh, I mean, what's the most important one? Um, let's lead off with Robin Hood. Yeah, that was a big, big story. Robin Hood IPO. Yeah, which you know we're still not into it. Um, I'm not planning on purchasing any of those shares. I don't think anybody really should either. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are earmarking twenty to thirty five percent of their IPO shares for their customers. Which, if it was anybody else, that would, I would think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just who still uses Robinhood? How many users do they still have? 
I don't have the numbers. It can't be what it was. I know there's still the number one, but man, that's... I feel like people who are still on Robinhood are just stuck with them at this point. Right? They don't They don't have options. Uh, would you buy? No, I would short. I, I might buy puts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd take a while before those actually come to the market, though. I know. Uh, apparently, in their IPO filing, they warned there's more than 50 lawsuits they're facing from when they oh stopped <laughs> trading the, the GameStop shares in January. Awesome. Uh, apparently, uh, the uh, Reddit crowd is getting down there trying to boycott it. Oh, yeah. Problem is, uh, I mean, there's going to be enough institutions that want a piece of this. Oh, well, the, the order flow is profitable. Yeah, it probably will do well. Uh, 18 uh, million clients, that's how, that's how many. And, you know, they, they're, they can't make any assurances that they won't halt trading in the future and trigger more lawsuits. Well, I think the joke was that uh, it's... Uh, if you wanted to trade their shares, it's buy only. <laughs> There's no sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, that sounds about right. I wouldn't be surprised. There's probably a lockup period, too, for anybody who joins an IPO. So I'm guessing that actually might not be too far from the truth. Yeah. those They probably will do something with their shares that they're holding for their customers and say, hey, you can get them, but you can't sell them for three three to six months. Yeah. I guess there was some some chatter on uh, on Reddit too about not shorting it, mm-hmm. uh, saying that when Citadel sees you shorting them, they'll buy and hold and bleed us dry. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, you'd just be giving them money to cover their shorts with. Uh, you shouldn't be shorting anything anyway. It's just way too risky. Yeah, buy a put. It's <laughs> yeah. just buy a put. <laughs> yeah. Don't anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give any more free publicity to Robinhood. So let's. Uh, what would you saying about oil? Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, I've been following REI, Ring Energy. They're an oil company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I uh, I went long at $3 a share because I saw an opportunity because they're right about to break a, a very important resistance. Um, and then, yeah, and then their price was <laughs> it's up to like 320 something on Thursday. I mean, it just made a 12% move in a day because of uh, the price of oil and OPEC, we're going to be, you know, they, they mess with their supply, OPEC being the group of countries, mm-hmm. the organization's petroleum exporting countries and its allies. Um, yeah, they're also called a cartel, which I thought yeah. had negative con- connotations. Well, they are a cartel. Like, look what they're doing here. Uh, <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, the story was they appeared on track Thursday to approve a proposal that would further ease existing crude oil output curbs. Mm-hmm. Meaning everybody, everybody can start producing more oil again. Because and this is how they operate as a cartel. Like they all agree, like, hey, let's all stop producing so much oil, and it'll drive the price up. Yeah, it's called price fixing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's international <laughs> price fixing, and it's yeah. okay when countries do it together, but not okay when companies do it. There Poor you people. have it. That's yep. OPEC. <laughs> so basically, story in a nutshell: OPEC is fighting about whether to ease the existing crude oil output curbs or not. Uh, the United Arab Emirates is objecting to that plan. Uh, when, you, when you dig deep, they're, they're currently benefiting from the, the, the current setup. Right. Saudi Arabia wants to shift it, so Saudi Arabia benefits more. And yeah, it drove oil down Friday. So like almost all the gains I had on Thursday where I was like, I'm a genius! <laughs> well, it, it still should be. I mean, the, what came out of that meeting was that they're raising production, but it's not enough to offset the increase in demand that's expected. 
Yeah. So oil should still be bullish as far as the scarcity of it driving the price up. I guess the main question for you is going to be whether any of these new COVID variants uh, mm-hmm. end up uh, uh, triggering another lockdown, because that's really going to be the main thing that's going to. Yeah, that's the main risk I think that you have with, with that stock. Yeah, and I did. I did t- set a, a, a stop loss at two dollars seventy cents. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not worried about big losses thanks to risk management. Right. But uh, yes. But if it does turn around, I'm going to be looking for a new bottom to to get back in on. As we know, utilities get uh, do very well in a in a bear market, and utilities do. But I don't know that oil does. I mean, it's technically the company's classified as a utilities company. So am I just being naive? Yeah, that's a little different though because. Like you're thinking of when a market's a bear market and people are buying more of those stocks are driving the value. The reason why the value of those stocks goes up is because they're essential things. People have to spend money on them. Um, The thing that causes the gas prices to fluctuate so much is travel, right? So like in uh, summer months, typically gas prices spike because there's a lot more demand for it because everyone's taking their summer vacations. Mm -hmm. But if... If people are cutting out those vacations, that's going to put a big dent in the uh, the demand. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, I maybe hopefully I'll get out before then. <laughs> I would just say I'm not sure that it necessarily follows the same. But I guess that'd be a good question to ask George when we have him on. Uh, he he does specialize in trading those futures. He does. He does. And I found it through a stock trainer. I found it through a stock screener screening for utility stocks. So I didn't ah, even okay. question whether it was a utility. I was like, oh, yeah, oil, utilities, makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure how that, that falls into there. I just would be a little... I mean, there is a certain baseline that everyone has to purchase as far as gas for travel and, and yeah. natural gas for heating. Uh, they do have a lot of natural gas exploration, too, so that may be uh, yeah. the arm that saves it. I don't know. You make a really good point about like people traveling less, and it does dr- drive the demand down. So yeah, the question is how much of the demand is tied to gas? Because as we know, gas is not exactly the all-encompassing reason to 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 refine oil, right? You got plenty yes. of plastics and other things that are just as important. So if they're using those to make, you know, like nylon or rayon fabrics for clothing, then you know people still need clothes. They're still going to buy clothing. That's true. So yeah, I could see it going either way. I just I would probably do a little more research on that. No, I definitely definitely want to get dead. George's uh, opinion yeah, on, on me too. Now I'm really curious. cycle shifts and and what it, what all constitutes utility stocks. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do we got? Oh, uh, did you see that Virgin Galactic has uh, announced their test flight? Uh, I saw something with their stock moving really funny. Like it went really high, and then it kind of just deflated really high. <laughs> which you know, my uh, that vertical call spread I bought, I was like, yes, uh, this is going to do well, and then it just started falling after that. Like, no, this is not doing well. <laughs> uh, they announced the flight on January 11th, and that is going to be with the full or four person crew flying, including Richard Branson. So Richard Branson is aiming to get to space before Jeff Bezos. Oh shit! And like we speculated uh, before. Um, by doing it on the 11th, that in case something scrubs that mission, that gives them another week uh, to make sure that they get it, you know, launched. Yeah. Because I think Branson, or uh, not Branson, Bezos is, um, I think his flight is scheduled for July 20th. I don't know the specific dates, but I'm glad Branson is beating him. Yeah, I am too. I think he's a much better billionaire to root for. <laughs> <laughs> Branson was given an interview, and I think in part of that interview, he said, uh, he was quoted as saying that there's room for 20 space tourism companies 
according to wow. his estimates. Wow. And obviously, the more you know competition, then the cheaper it gets. So I think that makes a really good poll question. We didn't have one last week, but I think the the question we should ask everybody out there is, uh, you know, at what price does that become attractive to you? Or would you take a flight up to space just to see it and experience it? Yeah. You know, less than a thousand, a thousand to ten thousand, ten thousand to a hundred thousand, or you don't care about the price you're going. You're terrified of space flight. Yeah, if you're terrified of space flight, don't answer the poll or comment. Yeah, you might as well just not vote. Yeah. Com- comment, <laughs> it's not fuck for you. you. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I mean, if the price was under a thousand bucks, I'd be up there in a heartbeat. Oh I'd make God! That yeah, shit no, happen. No like, question. Come on. <laughs> I think even ten grand, I might seriously consider it. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think I'd be taking the wife though with that price, <laughs> 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 which is good because I don't think she'd want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I think that makes a good poll question. Let's uh, let's put that one out there. Uh, what else you got, Dan? I was uh, looking at General Motors just uh, made a big deal to source lithium for their next generation ev batteries in the u.s oh nice how's their stock doing it's their their stock's doing really good from july last year till now it's doing just fine yeah it seems to be doing pretty nice yeah so they made a they announced a strategic investment and commercial collaboration with a company called controlled thermal resources Mm -hmm. to secure uh their lithium in the for in the u.s for the development of uh, of its batteries Apparently, uh, most of the lithium for the batteries is sourced from outside the U.S., so this is significant Yes, because okay. uh, General Motors is like, yeah, we're going domestic with our lithium production. Yeah, I think a lot of it's in South America, Yeah, which I was actually kind of surprised, yeah. The, uh, the, the cool thing about this company, uh, Controlled Thermal Resources, mm-hmm. is they're, like, I, I went on their company site to look around, and I was like, I want to know a little bit more about this company. Uh, they're using geothermal power plants to produce, to mine their lithium and produce their batteries. That's cool. Right? Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. Like if you're, if you're producing anything on an industrial scale, not having to buy the electricity. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I think that's, that's kind of amazing. I always like geothermal too. GM has, they begun their battery project in 2019 uh, with, uh, working with LG Chem, so they've got—I guess they've got a big gigafactory in Ohio, uh, and their joint venture with LG and their joint venture with LG uh, led to a second factory for battery manufacturing in Tennessee. Uh, so, like GM is going EV, and apparently they're going uh, domestic with a lot of these companies. Hmm. I was looking to see if LG was a stock, and I can't find it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so GM looking to shorten its lithium supply chain. And so that's for their next-gen batteries, too, right? Yeah, yeah, these are, these are next-gen lithium prototype batteries. Are they going to be less combustible? You know, I don't know. It did not, uh, I didn't, it, you know, General Motors in their uh, press release did not mention exploding batteries, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw, there was a Model S that burst into flames uh, in Pennsylvania, I think, over this last... Oh, a Tesla? Yeah, this is the Model S. This is the expensive version. And looking at the pictures, because uh, I've, I've been seeing them pop up on Twitter every now and then, I think the more expensive the car, the bigger fire you get. Because <laughs> <laughs> that looked ridiculous. Holy shit. Holy shit. I just pulled up a picture of it. Yeah. I think exploded is a more accurate description. Holy shit. 
Thank God that guy got out of the car. He was briefly trapped in there, but he's able to make it out before that happened. Wow. Wow. Do they know what caused the fire? It's, uh, the lawyer said the vehicle spontaneously combusted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She's just driving in and... I was doing a look, because the, the article that we have here kind of talks about some of the improvements Tesla's made, because they have had... Uh, they get a lot of publicity on their fires, let's say. It's not necessarily that they explode more often. Mm. Um, there's actually no evidence that EVs catch fire at a rate that's any different than internal combustion cars. Yeah, but uh, let's see. So Tesla... Uh, da, 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 da. what have they done there's okay so they made a software update to 2013 that made the model s ride higher at highway speeds uh that was to lower the chance of debris puncturing the battery pack uh, and then added they added more physical protection to new packs coming off of the line uh and then also a software update in 2016 to provide extra security during charging after another model s caught fire in Nor- uh, norway oh so so like when you're driving at faster speeds, the car will lift up off the ground to try and be less likely to have road debris puncture the battery? I'm guessing it has a suspension that you can uh, you can raise or lower. Some of the more expensive cars allow you to get lower to the ground, because the lower you are, the better the better it is for, like, sports cars. But yeah, they probably lifted it up so that way, like, shit on the road, you know, you run over stuff and it rattles in your undercarriage, well... Uh, by lifting it up, they're just trying to give it a little more space uh, to try to keep that debris from puncturing the battery pan. Yeah, shit I don't think about. Yeah, so Tesla fires uh, don't happen as often as everyone seems to think, but they definitely get a lot more publicity. Yeah. Because they're new and shiny, and uh, I guess just anything that's Tesla gets views. So it's probably one of those things where if you don't want to see those stories so often, stop clicking on them. <laughs> You know, a a gas car catching on fire is not exciting. Uh, An expensive electric vehicle bursting into flames is. Oh, yeah. big. That's really what it boils down to. Big national news story. Something to talk about. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and it's Lordstown that's getting the DOJ and SEC probes. Um, Yeah, we have time for that. What was going on there? Um, since since we're just so EV heavy this episode, I figured why not throw another one on? It seems like it is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> throw another one on the stack. <laughs> well, apparently you have to make your vehicles before they catch on fire to get splashy news stories. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Normally you make them before you sell them, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've been following this for a little bit. Uh, they... The big scandal that the short report, uh, was it Hindenburg, came out with? Right. It said, said that their sale orders were, were fake. Yeah, they're, they're, apparently uh, the SEC is, is looking into that, and nobody knows what the Department of Justice is <laughs> examining. Huh. But uh, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office leading the investigation often handles fraud allegations. So oh, okay. they, they may actually have criminal liability for these pre-orders that they they counted as well they weren't pre-orders what what they claimed were pre-orders and were just gauges of interest (laughs) uh that should make some of the our discord users happy the ones who uh have been stuck in that right stock hoping to hoping to god that uh, there's some consequences for these assholes. Well, that CEO and CFO that stepped down sounds like they may uh, they may see some uh, some some jail time. Good needs to happen more often. What do you mean you can't just pretend you sold a bunch of stuff and tell your investors about it? <laughs> uh, you got anything else for news, Dan? Or 
That pretty much wrap it up. I got a couple of crypto stories, but I thought we could talk about those later. Probably in the crypto corner where they belong. Mm, yeah, that, that sounds good. It's a good thought, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do that. All right. Well, before we move on, I love, love, love to take these moments to let everybody know that Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender, Kyle. They, they lend to all houses equally. That's what that means. Is that what that means? <laughs> uh, Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages. Uh, look, Sue can help. You got if, if anything mortgage-related, you got to reach out to her. She is your lady. Licensed in 26 states and growing. See what she could do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call, 520-2977-7904. Or you can uh, create an email, an electronic mail, for, for those of you who haven't heard of it. Spullen at fairwaymc.com, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. See what she can do for you. And one more. What are you talking about one more? Trade Pro. Who the fuck is Trade Pro? Oh, you too big for them now? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Finally get a little bit of success and uh, it's all you? It's all me, baby. Uh, we do have an affiliate agreement with uh, TradePro, so uh, there's a link down in the description you can click to check out their uh, products and offerings. Um, Dan and I both been taking their courses. Oh, yeah. They've been uh, game-changing, uh, I think is the word to use, mm-hmm. to finally be able to look at these charts and then actually make some semblance of them and inform your investing decisions. Even if you're not wanting to trade on a regular basis like we do, if you're wanting to do investing, uh, this... Their, their courses can help you pick better entry points and then also show you when maybe it's time to secure some profits. Yes. We do get, uh, um, we do get a, a commission every time uh, you sign up through, their, their, through that affiliate link. So it's a great way to support the show if you want to help us out too and help yourself out in trading. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the progress that Dan and I have been making uh, since we started taking this, these classes, uh, it's night and day different. You, you should be able to just hear it from the way our plans have been our our uh, skills have been growing as we continue doing this show. Oh yeah, love the trade pro. We'll have that link in the episode description for anybody who wants to check it out. Yeah, and if if you if you need more confirmation, you can listen to any of our trade pro interviews. Oh yes, uh, including this ne- this upcoming month in review with George Papazov. Listen listen to those folks, and they they clearly know what they're doing, and they do it for a living. Well. <laughs> All right, Kyle. We gonna we gonna talk about uh, just we just we could just call it what what Kyle and Dan have been doing. Yeah, what do we call the segment now? If we're just gonna lump everything together, what did Kyle and Dan do? I don't know. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I guess just pick a song and let's just play one. Okay. All right. And I think it's going up a long, long time. To close bell rings, it sound again to find. It's not the stock the bears they want to own. Oh, no, no, no. It's a rocket stock. Rocket stock soaring with your price up there alone. And I think it's going up a long, long time. 
Kyle, 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 how did you do this week? Well, let's, uh, I think, still like keeping the, the stock and then options format a little bit. I'll try to kind of hold that together, but even though it's just going to kind of turn into a big blob, I'm not sure how this is going to work. They're all the same thing to me now. CVM, Cellsci, the company that we've been waiting for so long to see the, yeah. those results, um, they mm-hmm. did come out. And the stock did not like the results. The stock price just tanked. It's down around $8 a share now, I think. Yeah. And I, like an idiot, after reading the uh, the result data, thinking like, wait, this is actually good. Like, what, what are people so upset about? Um, I ended up buying more at $20 a share, and I don't know why it was... Why did I not wait? Uh, you know, we've got all these tools that tell us, like, fuck, look at the volume coming in. Look how fast it's moving. This thing is not finding any support mm-hmm. everything that i've learned should have told me to wait and find a better entry point and i did not do that yes uh, i think you did the same thing <sighs> yeah but i mean a little worse in my opinion um we like kyle said we're waiting for this news the news comes out in the morning in pre-market the the stock is just tearing upward mm-hmm. super upward like 12 percent in in like 20 minutes it's just and and i i bought i bought shares up to 100 so i'd have 100 shares Mm -hmm. and then i didn't update my stop loss so i had a stop loss for the original one share oh and i didn't update my stop loss for the other 99 so uh i was i was i was running around that morning uh jen and i were clean up she'd been house slash pet sitting and uh mm-hmm. i was like oh shit that's right they come home today i gotta clean so like and we had like a cat throw up and like yeah so i'm like running around cleaning da, 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 and like look and i'm like holy shit cell size dropping <laughs> like holy shit they're really dropping and then like i logged into ameritrade because i was just looking on trading view and then i logged yeah. into ameritrade and i was like yes my stop loss oh no my stop loss did not update that. Okay, I've made a blunder. So you sold one share instead of a hundred. Yes. Ugh. Well, don't feel bad. I didn't actually have a stop loss. I had this as a long term holding. Well, uh, that's what it turned into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's finally finding some support around that eight dollar range. I may actually move into more but man if i would have waited i could have used that same amount to buy those hundred shares i could have gotten two and a half times the number of shares yes if i had not if i just waited to pull that trigger Ugh. yeah that's painful very painful okay i don't i don't know what to talk about next (laughs) well let's talk a little bit about the news on that real quick i do want to talk about that yeah i was gonna say i the reason why i didn't sell out at 12 before it went to eight even though I should have, like you said, we, everything we've learned says like, well, it's, it's not at support yet. Yeah, you're going to get this uh, cheaper. Yeah, I'm 100% convinced that this drug is a huge moneymaker. Like, they did yes. not release bad news. They didn't pass one of the endpoints. The survival data did not exceed one of those analyses. And that was the one that involved using chemotherapy. So, yeah. It's an immunotherapy treatment, right? Tries to boost the immune system and use the immune system to attack the cancer cells. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you know, chemo is obviously not good for the immune system, so it's not surprising that that didn't work. I'm reading Geert Kirsten's tweet right here. Uh, they showed survival data exceeding all primary endpoints for one of two treatment arms with no safety issues. A call yesterday we showed this analysis was pre-specified in the protocol and conducted before unblinding, confirmed by the biostatician per the FDA rules. They will get FDA approval for using this in a non-chemotherapy setting. Yeah. It's going to happen, and it shows a significant benefit. Uh, what What is it, 14% better chance of doing this drug than chemo? Yeah, a survival difference between 48 and 62%. So this this hits home to me really hard. Yeah, me too. Because my mom passed away in 2011 from cancer. It was like our third bout, and she died because she wouldn't do chemo again. She wouldn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't even want to try. Uh, it was such a horrible experience for her. Like she opted for, okay, I'll just let the cancer kill me rather than try and live through chemo again. Yep. And if this drug had been available for her, holy shit, a higher chance. And it's not chemo. Yeah. Are you kidding me? She would have been. She would have been dancing in the kitchen, singing about how she was going to live if this drug had been around. So I cannot fathom why people are fleeing this stock in droves. Yep. My own life experience tells me uh, a higher higher chance of surviving, no chemo side effects. That's a big win. This company's going to make a jillion dollars. Yeah, I will be buying more shares. Holy shit! Fucking CVM. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a kick. Kick right. Yeah kick right to my nuts this week uh, did you do anything with share wise did you buy any shares or sell any shares i bought into rei at three dollars a share i think we were talking about them earlier we talked about oil nice and i did buy shares of ogi the pot company mm. that uh, british american tobacco is uh, invested into um as long as that you know as long as they are part of ogi i i'm bullish you know Right. With that, with their money and support in the company, the company's not going away. Uh, looking at the technicals, the the 265 to 285 range is real hot to get in. Uh, I, I was a little excited. I actually thought that I'd done my purchase order for one third of the shares that I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it, when it pulled back to, I bought it at like 285 and it pulled back to 275. I was like, sweet. That was my point to pick up uh, another few shares. And I go in and I'm like, wait, I already bought all the shares I planned on buying. Oh, fuck, oh. I put it in the wrong order. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, well. So instead, I sold some puts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. I did a couple things for my August uh, premium collection. I sold a $25 put on purple expiring, $820. Uh, I got $1.55 for that. Mm. There's bad news about their factory issues. Uh, I think like production's been like shut down somewhat or hampered because of a machine outage. But the stock did a really good job of holding above twenty six. Um, I have a twenty five dollar put expiring this this month, uh, the seven sixteen. I think um, was a little nervous about it when I saw the news about that factory. But mid June they should have that fixed. So I think the stock setting up to to start moving up again. Um, Sonos I sold an eight twenty thirty five dollar call on them at three oh five, and that one might bite me because it looked like Sonos is looking kind of strong after that recent pullback. I may do a little more research into them over this weekend, set up a swing trade, purchase some shares just straight up, and maybe trade another cover call. Yeah. Uh, should we do earnings? I just want to go through all this and then do earnings and momentum list all together. Yeah, let's just do the earnings and momentum list all together, and then we'll get to a little bit of crypto corner. Uh, I do have a bunch to talk about for actual like trading stuff, but 
Okay. So, uh, it still feels wrong to, to just try to lump it all together because it feels like we'd be talking way too much. Well, we don't have to talk about it at all, Kyle, if you're not comfortable sharing these things with the world. Oh, I have to. This is what keeps me honest. <laughs> <laughs> Will it help if, if, I, if I take the initiative and, and talk for, for a little bit and then and you can talk again? Sure. Okay. I have to, I've been trying to, to swing trade some options, but uh, with my work schedule shifting, like I can't, I don't have the attention, I can't babysit the monitor and watch for my en- exit points and, and entry mm-hmm. points. So I am moving into just more, more just straight shares. Uh, it's uh, obviously, right. it's obviously slower, you know, uh, but I have to watch it a lot less. Uh, <laughs> can you get on trading view at work? Cause you can set trailing stops and stuff. You, know, you can also set conditional orders like above this price and sell my, sh- you know, contracts below this point, cancel this order and then sell this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got access to TradingView. I just, I just need to finish transitioning and like getting used to the new job. Like the fact that yeah. it's a new position is consuming all my attention at work. Mm-hmm. So I need to be trading in a style for for now uh, that requires a lot less attention and and yeah, you know, just just doing the shares is less attention. I do still have my Dr Pepper calls, uh, and I might do a few more of those if I see a good setup where I feel strong that I can make a make a play like a over a month out you know those those calls are just so cheap <laughs> right you know i might make some long-term option moves but none of the short-term swing trading that i've been trying to do uh i just i don't have the uh the attention for it right now okay so it sounds like you had a pretty slow week then all in all yeah yeah so i mean if 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 i hadn't taken that bath on cvm i would be uh i'd be i'd be up like three or four percent right now just on just on the shares right yeah, OGI and REI. All right, well, uh, let me just run through a couple of quick earnings. I don't think this is worthy of a song. There's only like three of them. Okay, earnings call to light. All right, 623, we got MSM, which is MSC Direct. Uh, that's the company that provides like just uh, regular hand tools and stuff. Uh, it's like the Amazon of uh, industrial companies. They use to, oh. to get like nuts and bolts and shit like that. Okay. Uh, 624, we got Levi and Kush B. And that's it. Kush B? Kushko Bottling? Yeah, the, the, what is it, the supplier of all the marijuana companies. Yeah, they got their earnings yeah. coming up. They sure do. Okay. They they just had a little bit of a spike and a fall down, didn't they? Yeah, I was wondering what actually led to that. I didn't really figure it out. Yeah. I was figuring Jen would probably be happy. Miss Beck. Oh, the, from, from Jihee? Yeah. <laughs> She's been waiting wait for that to turn her up for a while. I know. I got a bunch to get through here, then. You want me to just uh, take the wheel here for a while? Yeah. All right. Uh, my, Norwegian, my Norwegian cruise line um, puts that I had bought the other week, uh, um, I was talking last week about needing to get rid of them because it looked like it broke through the trend that I was using as my guide Yeah. Uh, on the wrong way. Uh, I did end up selling those, but I sold them on Tuesday because it was actually showing good momentum in the direction I wanted it to go. Uh, and then I, like, I think I picked like almost the bottom on that. I sold them at 290 and... I think I bought them for like an average around like 220. Nice. So I made a pretty decent gain on that. I spent a lot of time trying to follow option flow alerts this last week. I actually got a little bit carried away, I think. Yes. I think we followed Snap, AMD, VST, MU, uh, Wish, and Workhorse, W-I-S-H and W-K-H-S. Uh, Wish and Workhorse, not looking so good so far, but uh, Snapchat was is a winner so far. AMD was the big winner about those at 74 sold them at a dollar 50 and 279 the last contract. Yeah, I followed that one. 
Snap, uh, I bought those at three. I sold half of them at four. Uh, MU, uh, this is the one that kind of hurt. <laughs> I convinced myself to gamble on earnings, and it did not work out very well. Oh. Uh, I was going to gamble the whole position, but I ended up selling half because the order got filled while I was trying to modify the sell limit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually saved me, so that, that was good. It was good that I got saved, but uh, it was lucky. Really funny, though, is the next Trade Pro lesson I watched said, uh, earnings is gamblings and Trade Pros don't gamble, so <laughs> no more of that. That one was <laughs> annoying because I talked myself into it based on a f uh, options alert. I saw a massive options alert come in on them, uh, call sweep, you know, at the bid. It just looked like somebody was a, knew something about those earnings and it was going to be good. So I don't know. I think it might have been worth the gamble, but it, it basically took a small win and turned it into a loss. Yeah. Uh, try to get cute with AMC on Lotto Friday. That didn't work. Uh, I lost 24 cents a contract on those. I bought that eBay call to curse your bet at 55 cents. I ended up selling it at 23 on Friday when I realized I might end up with the extra 100 shares of something I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> I could have sold that for almost a buck like the day after I bought it, but I held it till Friday instead just because I wanted to ensure it did not win. <laughs> right. Bastard. Um, I made another bet on Virgin Galactic, that vertical spread, thinking that the flight would be this weekend. The flight was announced for the week after that, and the spread's not looking all that great. I am hoping to see space kind of run up over the next week leading up to that test flight. And then if that test flight's successful, we should see another pop. At that point, it's probably time to start looking at taking your profits out of there because, uh, you know, there's not going to be any more incentive to buy, right? That's the last thing that's going to convince people to start buying it. Yeah. I think there's two other things I wanted to get through real quick. Uh, AMC, I sold calls against everything except for one lot of shares uh, for $7,959 strike at $3.85. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer the high IV is going to be going on in this stock, but really want to take advantage of it while it's still there. So I'm going to sell weeklies through July is my plan, unless I start seeing uh, anything in the BAM model showing like strength, because uh, it doesn't. It's not looking very strong right now. It's actually looking really bearish. Even looking at the chart, it, yeah, he's saying it won't get strong until uh, August. Yeah, beginning of August is when I'll be reevaluating that. I, uh, you know, I was looking at the the AMC pendant on the the daily. And yeah. and I was like, it's going to break either way. I don't know which way because yep. it's so unpredictable. And yep. uh, I was on Twitter and there was there's a guy that's been posting charts. He's one of the AMC apes for a while. And he posted mm -hmm. his and he was like, wow, AMC just broke out down. And all the comments where people were like, stop spreading FUD, stop spreading FUD. And I was like, look at his chart. He's yeah, not lying. It's, it's not FUD. It's, it's not. It broke out of the channel and it broke out downward. He's describing a fact, you fools. <laughs> I love the Ape Army for their positivity and their solidarity, but I feel like with all tribalism, like, oh, you can't say something that goes against the tribe mantra, you bastard. AMC will never go down. It's like, well, right. but yeah. it is going it's, down. It's a stock. Stocks go up, stocks go down. Yes, yes. Yeah, and ugh, I felt bad for the guy. I don't even remember his Twitter yeah. handle, but I've, I've seen him posting charts for the last few weeks. And, and yeah, he just got torn to shreds. For noticing it break breaks in. <laughs> God. Yeah, well, you know, let's make some money, Dan. That's like the best thing you can do, right? Yeah. I sold a in the money call and I'm just gonna let it fucking go uh, next week. I'm 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 gonna move on. Yeah. I sold a fifty nine. I I picked fifty nine, but I think I should be picking at the money. I'm just trying to maximize the amount of premium I can collect. 
for these uh, these weeklies. I'll probably buy that to close it out on Friday if it's still below, just to sell it, just to get an extra day to sell the next one. Yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about was Pepsi P E P. Bought some bought some puts on Friday because the stock was trading and it looked to me like a rising wedge pattern. It was mm-hmm. right at the top of that trend channel, and uh, the previous two times it touched that trend line, it got rejected like with authority. Like volume came in heavy and really just dumped the stock down. Yeah, I'm um, just really looking for a quick profit on this. Um, the rising wedge pattern is a bearish indicator in general, so I picked the 820 expiration, 149 strike uh, cost me a dollar sixty a contract. Uh, by picking August, that gives me the chance to either turn a quick profit if it does reject tomorrow. Um, you know, should be able to pick up a couple dollars a, a coupon on that. Yeah. Uh, if not, then I uh, still give myself some time to let that wedge pattern break to the downside. But I don't anticipate holding them for very long. I'll probably only hold them for about a week or so. Swing trading. Yeah, uh, we were looking at that chart for a while. I do think uh, it's at a really key critical point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's been trying to get over 149 for a while. Uh, I mean... It's been, still been setting higher highs, it's, but it's basically setting all-time highs at this point. And, uh, yeah. Know, there's just a lot of uncertainty when you're at that point. Yep. Uh, they do have earnings coming up next week, I think you pointed out, so, or the week after next. Yeah, their earnings. It's like middle of July. July, July 13th. 13th. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to be holding them through that point. I'd probably get rid of them before then. Although this might be the case where they actually do fall quite a bit, but, you know, probably get enough. I'll lose enough of the IV when the... Uh, the report comes out that it should end up being a wash anyway. So I'll probably just try to take profits at that point if I'm profitable. If not, then I might gamble it. Oh yeah. I think that wraps up my week. All right. Should we talk about some crypto now? Uh, Do you have anything for momentum? Oh yeah, I do. I do. eBay hit five days in a row this week (laughs) on Thursday. And then it (laughs) fell right down. <laughs> Target back up on the list uh Thursday Friday Target's your stock if you want want something for a bear market Yeah like that come and well yeah maybe that's why it keeps hitting new 52 week highs That would explain yeah I didn't pull up the chart or anything on any of these uh it only hit 2 days in a row but the fact that I keep seeing it over and over again is significant Yes the uh, the longest streak we ended the week with uh, Intuit having four days in a row and a uh, healthcare company called Zotus, ZTS, four days in a in- row. Sure, that's kind of weird. Intuit's up there. Normally, those tax companies don't do so well once the uh, once we get through tax season. Once we get through, right? Well, yeah, that's when they get most of their revenue. Your guess is as good as mine, man. <laughs> um, Adobe is back on the list Friday. Uh, they they had as on the thirtieth they hit their third day in a row and then they popped off and then they're back on they've been on a really solid tear, hmm. and that's a uh, that's about all the interesting stuff on the list. Okay, Crypto still then? still trying to figure out how to use the list to my advantage. We'll get there. I th- I still like the list. I think there's plenty of value on that. I think uh, when we first started doing this, that's where you picked most of your winners. It's very true. So yeah, I definitely like the list. It, yeah, I I I look at it as like, if you're watching the horse race, why don't you bet on the horse that's out in front? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's get let's talk about some crypto, Kyle. Got a couple. I have a couple big stories. All right, let's do it. All right. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you're greedy. I know you need. Uh, the first the first one that I thought was uh, very intriguing is Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has continued to reject Ethereum as a viable uh, investment or altcoin. Uh, to say why? Because everything I've been learning about crypto makes Ethereum look like the best one. It's got so many uses and so many things build off of it. Yeah, and this is what's crazy is Twitter has already released 140 NTFs on the Ethereum platform. Really? Like, yeah, Twitter, the Twitter, the company, is releasing NTFs on, uh, using Ethereum. Huh. Uh, a user on, the, on Twitter, a Twitter user speculated only be a matter of time before Dorsey invested in Ether, which he actually tweeted back, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said he doesn't believe Ethereum is worth putting money in, and in fact, he instead... And this is this is a this is a theme, Kyle. Both my stories follow a theme. Uh, he responded to a tweet that said Dogecoin Dogecoin was the biggest threat to Ethereum. Dorsey replied, "No, that hamster coin was the biggest threat. Was a bigger threat." As soon as he tweeted about this meme coin, because it's really it's uh, uh, the 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 hamster coin. Yeah, I've never heard of it's it. It's built on. It's built on the Binance smart chain. It has no no okay. no, the, no unique cases, no groundbreaking technology. Doesn't support the smart contracts like Alex Greengard was talking about. Right. Uh, it doesn't have the the security of decentralization. Doesn't have anything going for it other than Jack Dorsey tweeted his endorsement, which caused the price of Hamster Coin to grow. It shot up two hundred fifty percent in a matter of hours after he tweeted it. Wow. What do you think he owns? How much Hamster Coin do you think Jack and Dor- Jack fucking had and sold? Uh, do you think he had it or it's somebody he knows had it i think it's a pump and dump yeah, i a, don't know who had it i think he pumped and, and somebody dumped it he pumped it they dumped it uh yeah you, you mentioned yeah. you know, is your other story the the one about the the, the other group, pump and dump uh, getting in trouble yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i wanted to hear more about that i was i was laughing at that story yeah yeah as i said uh, both my stories follow that pump and dump theme so there were these i, I think they're like esports gamers okay they're the f-a-z-e the phase clan well they've all been uh dropped or suspended because huh. they started using their esports influencer grasp uh, the platform uh-huh. to promote uh some altcoins that they were given access to before the public in order to advertise them uh-huh and then the moment they went public, they all dumped them at huge oh. gains. Uh. <laughs> One of them was, was called a BEP20 token, also built on the Binance smart chain, just like mm. fucking hamster coin. I'm not, I don't know what Binance smart chain is, but it, it sounds pretty shady. Right. They actually made a promotional video promising that this, this is an altcoin that redistributes wealth to both holders and, oh, sorry. To both hodlers and charities. Uh, 
it was a uh, 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 save the kids promotional video they made. Right. Like so, they were actually hawking this fucking altcoin uh, called Save the Children. <laughs> uh, two of wow. them, the BP twenty, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, the thing that really cracked me up the most was when when one of the guys was asked for comment. I want you all to know that I had no ill intent promoting any crypto altcoins. I honestly and naively thought we all had a chance to win, which just isn't the case. I didn't vet any of this with my team, and now I know I should have. <laughs> I'm just very passionate about the crypto space. It's extremely complicated, and I still have a lot to learn, and I caution everyone to look closely before investing. Yeah, so, you know, Kyle, he wow. was just trying to be a good trader. He thought that's how it worked. Buy low, sell high. Well, I mean, if you're following Elon Musk and... I guess Jack Dorsey now. Jack Dorsey. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, they... <laughs> He's just not good at it. <laughs> right? They didn't do it to a big enough uh, scale to get away with it. Or they didn't separate themselves enough from it. If his mom sold the coin, he might have done all right. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, those are my big crypto stories. Um, yeah, I was just reading your stories. I, I didn't have anything to contribute this week. No. Well, that's all right, Kyle. We'll forgive you. I talked enough. I've been trading. I think people are sick of hearing me talk now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, should uh, should we slap iron, motherfucker? Let's do it. Kyle, I don't feel like I had anything good this week. Nothing good? I had a few trades that I made profitably. Uh, you know, some things I did correctly, but uh, I wouldn't... Nothing comes to my mind and says, oh, you did that good. I think you had a really good good, and I don't think you realize it. No, I don't. What is it? You've modified your trading plan because it doesn't fit with your current work schedule. Oh. You've recognized a potential flaw in your and your strategies, and then now that you know that it won't work, you've taken the steps now to stop yourself from trying to make it work, right? Oh, yes, that is... I think that's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you, because I have, I've been feeling, like, uh, just down about it in general, like, ah, oh, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't devote the time to the plan I need, so, like, I have to do this and make a new plan, and, like, I'm sad about not being able to move forward on the old plan, like, I'm having plan separation loss. You still can revisit the, you know, the original plan, but you've, you've abandoned an idea that you know is not going to work. That's awesome. Oh, well, see, that's why I do the show with you. Thanks for that pick-me-up. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Well, what did you do that was good, Kyle? <laughs> uh, I like the way I uh, executed my Pepsi trade. Yes. Uh, I like the way I identified the potential. I like the way I executed the plan. I didn't feel like I rushed. I feel like I gave myself a couple different ways for the trade to turn into a winner. Yeah, just all around happy with it. Yeah, yeah, and that, that daily chart just made one hell of a shooting star with a very long <laughs> doji, so I think your puts are going to pay off this week. It certainly did. Uh, I probably shouldn't have based it all on just the one, but it wasn't based on just the one. I based it on the, the writing that upper trend line, the past history in that recent trend, the way volume mm -hmm. was not confirming those upside moves. I think it's just all in general. All, all of it kind of came together, and that, mm -hmm. that's the way you're supposed to be doing this thing. Yep. What was your bad? Oh, my bad was over-purchasing OGI. 
<laughs> not entering that trade, uh, not entering it correctly. It was just, it like... Not following your plan? Yeah, it was a classic slip-up, like, when I'm in the entry of the order. Like, I, I set up the order as a, as a limit, mm-hmm. and, and so, like, it was, yeah, I, I just typed the wrong number of shares, because, yeah, my, my plan was to, like, you know, like George says, you have your, like, aggressive first price point, and then you have the price point you want to get. Then you have your nice-to-have. You know, I, it, yeah, I went all-in on the aggressive one instead of the one of the, you know, I really intended right. to go all-in at 275. I was like, I'll get a little 285 and see what it does. Right. Anyway, yeah, so that was bad. That, that's all on me. <laughs> well, that sounds like, yeah, order. Confirm your orders. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My bad was MU and what mm. turned into a winner, turned a winner into a loser. Went from a 50% gain to a loss now at this point. Uh, I'm still bullish on MU overall, though. So, uh, I mean, I would kind of really wish that I would have bought August calls, but it's only a July 16, so it really doesn't have enough time to move up another $5 to make that profitable, I don't think. Mm. Um, I do like the idea of maybe doing a swing trade on MU, though, just buying the shares, because, you know, we've seen, because the earnings were good. Uh, they were all increases and in beats. Uh, Outlook was looking really good. Like, everything should be setting this thing up uh, to, for a post-earnings jump. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I may end up just uh, swinging it now, see if I can't catch some of the what should be a rebound on it. Anyway, what was your bad? Oh, you mean my ugly? Oh, yeah, your ugly. Yes. Oh, I think we can all guess that yeah. my ugly yeah. was CVM. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, made, I made mistake after mistake after mistake on that one. Right. You know, seeing that big, big, big red loss thing next to that CVM trade is, is like that. I need that reminder of like, hey, remember, this is this is why you trade like you know how to trade. Yep. This is why you don't don't trade like a rookie. This is why you don't try to get try to act smarter than the trend. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm, so ugly. So expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah my risk management like the risk manager in my brain almost quit it's like you did what <laughs> fuck you i'm quitting i'm out of here if you're not gonna follow the rules why am i even here uh, right <laughs> what was yours um man now that you reminded me of cvm and i've relived that moment i really feel like it should be that uh, I had written down uh, getting gold rush fever again because I was just jumping in willy nilly to every <laughs> fucking alert that we saw from Trade Pro Flow, and it was after like the fifth or sixth one I finally stopped myself and was like, okay, we need to evaluate these trades we've already made rather than continuing to make more <laughs> and figure out the best way to utilize that information. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've I've held off on following any more of them. I posted them. I've been still looking at the charts, trying to see if I can identify what that trader has been seeing. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna spend a little more time analyzing the ones I'm currently holding uh, and then just seeing how those work out. Right. Now, you were pretty quick to dump some of those. I've decided I want to run these all the way through to completion or at least to see. I want to give them more time. Um, I did keep at least, uh, you know, my risk management yeah. practices yeah. intact and didn't go like crazy all in on any of these. I think all of them were around a $400 bet altogether. Yeah. So so it's definitely risk managed. Um but I think I can learn some more valuable information by watching how those options, the life of those options play out. Uh, I think I can learn more from that than just trying to save whatever capital I can. Yeah, I, I kept a few of the alerts I followed, but I did I did move out of uh, most of them because I, I was doing the same thing. Like I, I sensed a little gold rush fever happening and was like, OK, I get out of yeah. this at a scratch. 
at this one with like a 10% loss. Like, okay, yeah, let's just fucking move out of these. I think we need to also, we need to have something that goes off in our head and is like, well, if all you have to do is just buy this whenever it comes out and, you know, that's that's a get-rich-quick scheme. Right. That's trying to circumvent the work. If we're trying to circumvent the work, then we're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, like oh, I'll just, you know, I'll cheat off Sarah's paper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help you in the long run. No, it doesn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, do we do it? Did we turn this crazy scrambled egg mess into an actual show? Well, I don't know, Kyle. Are we going to make another bet? Yeah, let's see how this bet goes, and then I'll decide at the end of it whether I want to continue. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get to go first, right? Yes, you do. Hmm. Well, I have no fucking clue what I want to pick. Like, uh, me neither. I feel like eBay is still moving. Like, just because they had a day of pullback. No, they're still going in the right direction. Fucking Target's been doing well. Adobe's been doing stupid. That's it. Adobe. A-D-B-E. Final answer. Oh, wow. You didn't even think about it. <laughs> okay. And if you give me a second, I'll tell you where I want my stop loss to be, because I'm not doing any of this fucking blind percentage shit. I'm, I liked where you put your Ford stop loss right. last week, and I was like, that's the way to fucking do it. it re- yeah, I felt really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I should pick the point where I'm like, yep, that's the turnaround. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's already under 15%. Okay, so Adobe's at uh, 593 if it uh, if it gets below five fifty five, I'm out. Okay, uh, hang on, I'm just filling up a chart here. Okay, that seems like a good number. Uh, I think I'm gonna run with Neo. Ooh, Neo, you say? It's uh, riding a really nice channel up, uh, holding support at the bottom. It's right towards the bottom half of that channel. I wish I could try to pick an entry point a little further down, but. Okay, so I'm taking Neo, and I'm taking a stop loss at 48. That's a good call, because I think, well, actually, bo- both our stocks are really high on the RSI. Anyway, um... <laughs> I feel like I'm taking profits at 56, too. If it hits 56, I'm selling. If it hits 48, I'm selling. Oh, well, Adobe has never been this high before, so I wouldn't know where to take mm-hmm. profits. Did you pick a, put Adobe on the Pick'em in the middle of June? I don't think so. I think maybe you mentioned it, but I don't know if we did one that day. I did mention it, and and now I'm I'm, I'm sad. I think I ve- I think I vetoed you, which is <laughs> makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think I looked at. It, I was like, uh, I don't see what you're saying. I don't like this stock. Yeah, I don't like Adobe. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, <laughs> didn't I want that on the pickup? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you did. I think you're right. All right well, good. Now, hopefully, I'll get redeemed in the bet. All right, what sector do you want for uh, for random? Oh, I want the sector that's doing the worst. Uh, I don't think <laughs> you can do that. Uh, I don't know, fucking industrials? Industrial, basic industries, okay. Uh, we'll go with NASDAQ. WDFC. Ooh, WD40. Oh, WD40. Oh, fuck, they have earnings coming up, too. They do have earnings coming up. And a dividend. <laughs> Shit. But uh, don't worry. Their stock, 
it does not look like it's about to shoot into the stratosphere. So, uh, volume's really been picking up on it lately. Yeah, but look. Oh wait, uh, my ch- my chart was never mind. My chart was stuck on oh. March twentieth. Like, <laughs> like they're uh, they're in a, a a bull flag on a bear trend. So I think they're about to break downward. We'll see. Uh, that's an expensive stock too. All right, WD forty. There you have it. There you have it, folks. Stay tuned until next week and find out uh, who walks the walk and who talks the talk. Boom. New tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for sticking around, folks. This has been a really fun show. We're glad you made it all the way to the end. We love that you're here. As as you know, we always have to shut down the shop sometime, and that is time is now. But we will be back at you soon with George Mm -hmm. Papazov and a month in end review and stupid bet consequences that I have to take. Oh, I'm so excited for this one too. Oh this is man, bullshit. Oh, and Laura helped me pick too. Oh, so I get to be mad at both you and Laura. <laughs> yes, and I did that strategically so that way you won't work with her to try to get me back. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kyle. You, <laughs> yeah. You you have to give your wife cunnilingus twice a day for the next month. <laughs> right. anyway oh yeah all right so until next time folks happy trades oh yeah like subscribe share whatever yeah all that stuff all right (laughs) later (laughs) two bulls in a china shop is an entertainment program and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.